Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 16. We're finally back at the Talking Lead studio. How's it going, left hand? It's going good, man. Recovering from the beauty contest. I know. That was a heck of a doozy, wasn't it? It was fun, though. We we had an AR-15 beauty contest, if y'all hadn't listened to that yet. Had the winner, Artisan Tony, with his Woody AR. The Woody. It's pretty cool. It was yeah. AR with Woody. He's got. He's got. A, dude, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen Is pictures. You about pictures it? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Very, very cool. It's just unique. He had a. He had a cool, unique factor to it. So, so what all did you do uh, gun wise this week? Stymied again, man. I mean, I've just been covered up with my my real job, and other than online shopping and looking around and uh, this this needs to become our real job i, I assure you that uh, <laughs> you need to get away from those real jobs. <laughs> <laughs> i did make some rounds today to some some shops just to kind of see what's around and what's in stock finally found some 380 ammo i picked it up at uh where was it <laughs> academy that's where it was Gotcha. They had quite a bit. Academy and Franklin there had uh, quite a bit of 380 in. Uh, but of course, they only limit you to one box. So, uh, one box at a time. That's how I'm going to stock up. Nice. That's how I'm trying to stock up for this man's classes. <laughs> one yeah. box at a time. That's why we had to skip the first one. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later. What about you? What did you get into this week? I have been shotgun hunting. Got a birthday coming shotgun. up. Shotgun. Birthday coming up tomorrow, actually. And, really? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm harping on, hey, this is the one I like. This is uh, the one I'm going to try to get. your birthday coming up. Yeah, we won't tell anybody, though. I'm turning uh, 27. Whatever. <laughs> 37. Yes. Really fun. But, yeah, um, I'm looking at me yet. I'm looking at the Benelli Vinci right now. That thing is nice. What do you really want it for? Nice. Hunting competition. Oh, hunting. Okay. Yeah, I wanted, like I said, I wanted to get into the three gun competition, so I'm looking at that one. And then I thought, well, you know, for that amount, I can get the Remington semi-auto and get a deer rifle and get another Glock. <laughs> That's all in for the what your priorities are. Yeah, man. I know. <laughs> yeah, whenever somebody says a gun that I don't know what it is, I just assume it's a hunting gun. <laughs> just, just automatically throw it in that category. <laughs> it's hunting gun. So it's a Benelli what? Vinci. There's a Benelli Super Vinci. Vinci and a Vinci. There's not a whole lot of difference, but the Super Vinci could shoot 3.5 to where the Vinci's just three. And I'm not going to be doing any goose hunting, so probably just stick with the Vinci. Is that what they use in the competitions too? Is that- yeah, yeah. You don't want to use 3.5 in competition. No, I know they limit you in... Depends on what competition yeah. it is, too. Yeah. If you don't recognize the other voice <coughs> that we have here, we have a gentleman here with us, uh, James Yeager. How's it going, James? Great, man. Thanks for thanks you want to for call you me. James or Yeager? Uh, everybody, I don't know. People migrate one way or the other. My wife, it's it, my wife calls me Yeager, so people are kind of weirded out by that. But that, <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I think she was with you at that uh, that thing in uh, the rally. The rally that we went. And she was calling. I thought she was just one of your groupies. Uh, well, my my groupies are usually fifty year old fat dudes or fourteen year old Filipino <laughs> chicks. Uh, they're usually not any attractive ladies that uh, <laughs> that want to get their picture with me well, so did, we see the attractive lady with you and it's your wife what's that it, when we see the attractive lady with you it's your wife yeah oh yeah okay absolutely gotcha. or i'm in trouble <laughs> <laughs> well we need to keep our mouth shut right <laughs> so what'd you do with guns this week man uh probably a lot well i mean it's 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 what i do you know um it's uh you know i, I gosh i help people design stuff i help people prototype stuff you know this week um nothing particularly exciting i got some new holsters in from uh from uh delarosa a uh, guy in clarksville that uh, he was actually at the rally too uh that that david delarosa makes uh, some holsters and uh, got got some stuff for uh m&p from him and playing with it and some other stuff and and 
you know, we just moved into our new building, so I'm still unpacking stuff, and you know, it's just been busy the last couple of weeks. Did I just hear you say got some for an MVP? Yeah, that not a Glock 19. No, not a Glock 19. Really? <laughs> and I, I know that freaks people out, but when people give me guns, I tend to take them. <laughs> and and, uh, and, um, and Smith & Wesson sent me this M&P. Which it's got, from the factory, two barrels. One's threaded for a suppressor. And, and uh, you know, I got my little shield. I don't know if it, any folks watch my YouTube stuff, but I got that little shield now with nearly 10,000 rounds through it. And, I mean, it's just running like a champ. But I'm just glad that there's finally a American-made pistol that I can tell people they can buy and trust their life to. Nice. And when when Smith and Wesson makes a Glock 19 size pistol, then then I, then I will I will not be a Glock guy. Convert. Anymore. Cool. Smith and Wesson, if you heard that, oh, oh trust me, they they've heard it from me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they heard from a lot of people. Obviously, the demand is there for a gun like well, that. Well, I mean, so. Glock 19 is the most popular handgun in the world because of its size. So, you know. I say it all the time, you know, small enough to carry, big enough to fight with. And uh, and if Smith can get something into that niche, I'm telling you, the Glock's days are numbered. Something out of the ordinary other than, you know, you switching to the Smith & Wesson, uh, you, you're opening up a new shop. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we just moved. We didn't, it's, you know, it's a, it's a new 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 place. New location? It's our, uh, yeah, it's our fourth fourth location uh, in, in since we've been in business in 96. And um, it's a huge, like, old industrial building. It was like a supply, plumbing supply, and building supply. It's a huge building, and of course, on the on the business office sides, where we got a retail shop and our classroom and offices and stuff like that. But we have a huge area that we're building a um, force on force training center in, uh, putting up walls and facades and all kinds of stuff, and uh, getting it ready to go. It's going to be uh, it's going to be really exciting. What's the force on force training? Basically, force on force is where we use real guns that are modified to only fire a paint marking round. And I use the, the force on force round from that made by ATK or federal ammunition. If you, you can go to force on force.com to see the round, but people typically they, they say Sims training or simunition training. That's potentially dangerous. And what I mean by that, if you just take a, box that says ammunition and jam it into a magazine and start shooting at your buddies they also make lethal rounds so if you're going to talk mm. about if you're going to talk about simunitions the the paint marking round is called the fx round the simunition fx round so i just want to for anybody out there listening just so understand it's, it's completely different than simunition well yeah. no simunition is the company fx is the exact round it's kind of like oh, okay. you know the federal makes this 556 round and federal also makes this other 556 right. round it's it's like that it's just okay. it's it's one of their So products. this is like their lipstick round. Right. And and I use the the the, the federal uh, version of that, which I think is is superior, and uh, and that's what we use in uh, pistols and rifles. So it, it's the exact same round. You use it in your your Glock. Your, no, no, no. It takes it, it's a we have, Glock, have a special gun. Yeah, Glock seventeen Ts. They're the blue Glocks. If you ever seen the pictures okay. of the blue Glocks, and they only fire the uh, training rounds. They they will not fire live ammunition. So you don't have to worry about anybody mixing it up. Well, well you don't. Well, you still have <laughs> you know people coming in that still have a live gun on. You have to be constantly right. aware of it. You you hear that all the time with police departments, and typically somebody gets shot right after lunch. So they do the pat down in the morning and everybody's clear. They go to lunch. Everybody puts their heaters back on, goes to lunch, comes back. Pat them down again. But they don't do the pat down again and Mm, then somebody shoots somebody. And it happens pretty frequently. And we just never want that to happen. (laughs) We'll get a little bit more into your training here in a minute. We'll go into our jack wagon train for the week. 
it's going to be a long jack wagon We've train. We've got this a week. full train this week, man. I mean, they've got their own train as of this today. Week. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't heard already, we've got a multiple Jack Wagoneer train this week. <laughs> there were 16 supposedly pro-Second Amendment senators that flip-flopped today and sided with the anti-gunners. And we're going to name every single one of them. And if they are in your state, you need to contact them and tell them you're not happy with what they've done. And they're Jack Wagons. And they're Jack Wagons. Send them an email tell them, call them a Jack Wagon. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. First one is Lindsey Graham from South Carolina. You can give their phone numbers? Yeah, let's give their phone numbers, too. 202-224-5972. We got Lamar Alexander from Tennessee. Jack Wagon, 202-224-4944. That's our home state, and that shocks me. Lamar Alexander. Both of our... If, if you're out of Tennessee, he's the senator you always see wearing a red plaid shirt, and he's all pro-gun. And he flip-flopped on this. So, did you give the, his phone number? Yeah. You Let's did give it again. 202-224-4944. Lamar Alexander. We got Kelly Iot from New Hampshire. 202-224-3324. Richard Burr, North Carolina. 202-224-3154. Saxby Chambliss from Georgia. 202-224-3521. John McCain, Arizona. I'm going to skip the first four because they're the same for everybody. Okay. So I'll give their last four digits. That'll work. John McCain, Jack Wagon is two two. I'm sorry, two two three five. Yep. Tom Coburn from Oklahoma. He's five seven five four. Susan Collins from what's it? Me. Maryland. <laughs> is it Maine? Massachusetts. No, that's the MS. I'm going with Maine. I think it's Maine. It's, t- it's two votes for Maine. Me. Anyway, you, <laughs> you can call her directly and ask her at 2523, <laughs> but she's a jack wagon, too. Bob Corker, another Tennessean. Boo. What the heck? Jack wagon. Boo. Loser jack wagon. 2243344. Jeff Flake. That, that, that name right there Says is the all. epitome of what's going on here. He's from Arizona, too. Jeff Flake. 4521. John Hoven. North Dakota. Johnny Isaacson, Georgia. 3643. Dean Heller, Nevada. 6244. Mark Kirk, Illinois. Well, that's not a shocker. 2854. Pat Toomey, Pennsylvania. And he was... 4254. He was one of the ones that was so vocal. This is not going through. I'm going to do the filibuster with Ron Paul. He's a flipper. He just flipped. Uh, And then the last one, Roger Wicker from Mississippi. 6253. If you live in those districts, what was that six? Give them a call. Let them know they're jack. That's wagons. a full train. Tell right them there. to come on, listen to our show, and hear what we had to say about them. So well, that's a, better yet. Put on your calendar to make sure that you campaign actively against them. Yes, when it comes time for reelection, and that's the only they way get it. that they're going to get the message. Well, yeah. the thing I get with folks is they don't, they don't, they don't volunteer to help campaign. They won't donate money. They just well, I'm going to go vote. Well, that's that's part of it, and put some money somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, away from them. Definitely. <laughs> Keep it out of their pockets. So, welcome to the Jack Wagon Train, guys. We'll be honest with you, Edgar. Well, I will. Oh, Left Hand and I had a little back and forth with this. Uh, back when you had that little video that a lot of people heard about, you know, we may not go into detail, but it was a little controversial. Well, yeah. Got, got, <laughs> got stirred got, a few pots. <laughs> you know, you know uh, basically, 
And that's not I, a bad thing. You know, know, I don't I think was, it's a bad thing. It was one of those things where when it happened, we were we'd already scheduled an interview with you, and we're I was kind of like, oh my god, you got to be kidding! <laughs> He's me. going to prison well, now. We're yeah, like, okay, it, we can we can reschedule him. Yeah, it was just kind of <laughs> like, ah, oh, we got to get somebody right. to fill his spot. <laughs> what is this garbage? And then it got heated and more heated, and then all of a sudden they they took your the state the state did it right. They took uh-huh. your handgun carry permit away. You know, then we had to cancel the interview, and for honestly, for a minute there, I was like. <laughs> we, we dodged that bullet and then you know well, come on now I you mean, know left really? hand yeah but then we met you we met you at one of the second amendment rallies I mean, uh, but did he say anything that none of us weren't thinking seriously Here, here's this the thing. is gonna go on the internet Here, here, here's the thing here's I mean, the thing people people, people can't, have improper thoughts all the time i'm not yeah. saying that what he said was proper so, so basically what it's i not want what anybody else wasn't thinking you my know, big question and a roundabout way my big question was what the hell were you thinking here's the thing a lot of a lot of people that didn't like what i had to say told me i needed to calm down and uh and gun guys will appreciate this if you if you if you're not if you're a gun guy you've seen the movie boondock saints oh yeah and you may remember the the one and two (laughs) you might remember the scene where rocco from one goes into the diner and kills those guys and he comes back to the apartment he's all freaking out and he's (laughs) we gotta get out of here and all that stuff and uh, they were telling him to calm down he says he he, said he said he said, they said, you need to calm down, Rocco. And he said, you need to start getting effing excited. <laughs> and that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's time. I think it's time for us to yell. Maybe not say the things I said, but I think it's time for us to be mad. I right. think it's time for us to yell. And I think it's time to get excited. So was it, it one of, is. was it one of those moments where the brain-to-mouth filter just kind of went, well, well, there's no doubt it was emotion. You know? it's, it's, it's like It was this. emotion. It, it was a knee-jerk yeah, reaction. I, I, was, I was really, really mad. And, um, and certainly, you know, if I could do it all over again, you know, I might, I might change what I said, but the thing is the, the unintended consequence from that video was I got floods of emails and letters, letters like on paper letters from high school and college kids saying they played your video in our constitutional law class. And we've talked about it for four days. So I believe that. And that, that video is played all over the world, you know, on, on a lot of news agencies. And I believe it sparked a discussion in this country, even though it was a very negative video. It sparked a, a discussion in this country. I mean, people were talking about it in diners and, and saying, okay, what are we going to do? What is going to happen? Obviously, you're talking about it in schools as, as well. So, I mean, I, so it, it got the it got a message out there that or at least it's, it began people a discussion, have been trying, you know? trying to avoid. But, you know, by you. Whether it was intentional or unintentional, or I'm sure it was inadvertent, like you said, if you had to do over again, you'd probably do it a little differently. But it, you know, it got people thinking, right? Talking you know, and talking, right? And when people start thinking, then they start talking, you know, and that's how things get resolved. What's probably the not. biggest thing you've taken from this experience? I have a First Amendment right to say whatever I want. I just need to watch my mouth. Of course, you know, it's been a while since I've seen the video, but from from what I recall, it was the the way that you worded, you know, you. you if somebody comes after your guns, tries to, um, well, I'm going to say impede on your Second Amendment right, then you would protect yourself and, and your rights, and you would kill them. You would shoot them. Right. You know, you you weren't directing it at anyone. You're not saying, I'm going to go out and shoot and kill this you know, individual, and, and there was this also individual the, or these people. There was it's also, like if they come and they invade my territory— then I, I have a right to defend myself. There was also a prefix if it goes any further. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't care if people agree with but me. But again, or not. You know, it's the First Amendment right. You know, you well, have a right no, as long as I, it's not. not, not, not I, at no point in time 
did I stand behind the First Amendment? At no point in time did I say it was my right to say that. Never. Because I understand that I did run into a theater and I did yell fire. So not not once have I ever stood behind the First Amendment. I, I realize what I did. At the same time, you know, you look at these, these gun grabbers and these liberals, they're hypocritical. Because any time that anything's said along these lines that's not, you know, in their realm, then they're bashing, they're name-calling. I mean, if you look at the Piers Morgan video, the one that said this will be the the end of Piers Morgan, mm-hmm. you know, what does he say with his microphone? He goes, you know, I wish that, you know, I'd, I'd replace all the microphones with, oh, no, uh, replace with the M16, yeah. the buzzers with M16, and shoot all of them and kill all of them. Mow them all down. Yeah. Did, right. did, anybody, did anything come of that? Did they go try to revoke his press pass, you know, because he said that? <laughs> no. no, they didn't. You know, so it's it's a double standard that they've got. And, you know, the it's ridiculous. I think, I, I think I'm just scary, and that's why they took it seriously. It's the goatee, man. <laughs> it's the goatee. It's the goatee. Yeah. See, if you had hair, mm-hmm. clean shaven, and no like tats. A, like a mullet. I'd be like, oh, like he's like Piers Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and I'm sure that had a lot to do with it also, is you had the scary, you know, I'm pulling up the quotes here, the scary appearance. But I, I mean, think it's funny, too, because I, I've the last couple of years, two times I've been picked for strong arm robberies. <laughs> Are what? you serious? Yeah. Like, like uh, last, uh, last year, coming out of the NRA convention, a guy tried to mug me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm they, like, pick you, they, right. they picked you out of a crowd yeah. of <laughs> They said, that guy. I just, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Apparently, they wanted to test themselves. Got, That's what it was. I don't know, I, I think they I were it. looking for easy targets. I think, uh, and my wife, you, you know, she, I'm, I'm a magnet for bad things. And and my wife's been with me, you know, for, for 20-something years. And so she understands it. So now when stuff like that happens, she just, it doesn't even phase her. It's like, why does this stuff keep happening? She used to say all the time. And now she's just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll say this, too. Through all that, the the chaos that ensued afterwards you know we met you at the second amendment rally and we've got close friends that know you and that are close friends with you also and they've told us you know he's a humble guy he's a nice guy he just you know said the wrong thing and he knows he said the wrong thing <laughs> and when we met you i was like you know what he really is it's, a nice guy it's not even yeah. that you said it it's you recorded it and put it on youtube yeah i don't think i said anything wrong i said i just think i said it at the wrong place yeah, yeah. you posted it to the wrong place uh, but even then i mean I, it's obvious you you know you knew that you shouldn't have done it because you tried to retract it right and then all these jack wagons that bootleg and you know mm-hmm. repost stuff yeah, because you, know, you edited it, it, the mass yeah. it already within up. like forty minutes. Wow, you know? <laughs> and somebody already snagged it. Right. Well, I mean, that's you can expect that. What do you think the best thing for you that has come out of that? The best thing is uh, I've become a pariah. I am hated now by the left and the right. And that's why, and that's why I like being. You're an outcast. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, um, I, 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 I really, I, I'm one of those people that I really and truly don't care if people like me, mm-hmm. and um, and if that video, I say, I call that video a friend defining opportunity because I found out who my friends were. They're 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 instructors like you know like like uh, Pincus and Marty Hayes and, and guys like that 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 said, hey, you know, maybe I wouldn't have said it that way, but I'm. Sticking by my friend, and then I, there are other trainers who I won't name that that, that abandoned me, and so and so I, I mean I think it was I mean I really appreciate that now I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> it does take situations like this to make your friends yeah. either come out of the woodwork or go crawling back into the hole. Well, you know for a fact that we didn't 
abandon you because of that because we kept trying to get you right. to oh, no, get no, in touch no, with no, us yeah, and get on it, the show. It, it even, was even after that, guys. Yeah. It was it was just such a chaotic time for me. I mean, I, I wish I could have been here sooner, but I'm glad I'm well, here. Well, we now, under, we know. understood what was going on. Too. Right. Yeah. One thing I want to mention. I mentioned it in one of our other shows, mm-hmm. and it was around the time that that video happened. It's kind of my philosophy on the whole thing, and not necessarily now that I've met you. I mean, I have a whole different outlook on it. Mm-hmm. But if you're, the analogy I used was, if you're on a basketball team, there's not going to be 15 guys on that team that you love and you want to hang out with every day, but you're on a team. And if, like this situation, we're in a Second Amendment battle. Right. I mean, we, we literally are. And every now and then, one of those guys throws up a brick. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, why can't I can't believe you, stupid idiot. I hate you, blah, blah, blah. But he's still on your team. You can't do that. You've got to embrace him and say, okay, we've all got a common goal, and we're going to go forward with that goal. And, and so that's kind of the viewpoint I take with it. I mean, I, I like that. I yeah. like that viewpoint. And, you know, if that teammate's throwing a brick every time, then he shouldn't be on the team. <laughs> right. But you got you got to give a guy a brick every once in a while. Exactly. You know? I, I've shot many air balls in my time. <laughs> and I've been cussed at by many of my teammates. But, you know, they embrace me and we take off and we keep going and we win the game. And and that's the way if, – if there's people out there that are, are hearing you on the show and they're thinking – I can't believe they brought James Jager on the show. No, he's part of the team. He's pro-Second Amendment. He's pro-gun. You may not agree with everything he says or has said, but you need to embrace every single person that's in this battle with us. Well, if we look at the last revolution, the guy that kept standing up going, you know who else we need to kill was uh, Samuel Adams. They couldn't shut that guy up. And he ended up making awesome beer. <laughs> and then there, if I drank, I would drink his beer. But uh, but you know, um, there has to be. You know, everybody's like, you got to stay quiet. You know, um, I, I disagree. I mean, what if Paul Revere would have stayed quiet? Um, sure. I, be- I believe that people need to say stuff. Maybe not like I said it, but but we have to talk. We have to communicate, and we have to we have to share ideas and and uh, and messages. And 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 the only way you can do that is by talking. Most definitely. Now for the fun stuff. <laughs> so the ba- first basic question, how'd you get into guns? You know, grew up in rural Tennessee. I get asked this a lot. I don't remember the first time I shot a gun. It was such an early thing for me. I, I don't remember the first time. But now, did Your granddad didn't come to you as a baby and put your finger on <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I release that video. Oh, yeah. um, but um, And I'll but, edit that out if you don't want people to know that. Oh, no, it's fine. Okay. And um, I... Uh, I remember my grandfather was one of those guys that could just shoot, uh, you know, lighting match heads with a twenty two rifle. You know, I, I, that's and that's and that's the watermark I had to meet. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's, low expectations, right? <laughs> right, but uh, but yeah, um, that that's I don't remember the first time or the first gun or anything like that. What was the okay. first gun that you, as an adult? purchased oh that's an easy one ruger p85 mark ii uh this was in about i was uh, 1988 and um i was like i want to buy a handgun a centerfire handgun i had 22s i want to buy a centerfire handgun i'm an adult now what should i get there wasn't the internet at that time so i went to a, a, a magazine stand i bought a gun magazine on the cover greatest gun ever made ruger p85 mark ii <laughs> promptly bought one i didn't realize that every month there was another there's a new featured new, gun <laughs> but what's funny is i still have that gun I, I started shooting ipsc with that gun and i got up to b class and ipsc with that ruger p85 people go you did not but yes i got up to b class and sweet and, and ipsc with it but i still have it it still works you know, it'd be awesome if you still had that magazine too you know that what? Would that, would be be great. Great. <laughs> that would be great. We won't tell them that uh, my first gun. I don't. I didn't. <laughs> my first gun was a Lorsen 380. 
It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, party Marty's. That's party Marty's. Yeah. The second question: Any law enforcement and military experience? Well, uh, I was a cop uh, for ten years. Um, Started in 1992, from 92 to 96, I worked undercover. And I was already shooting, like I said, IPSC and stuff then. And it's funny because people ask me, like, when when did you meet your wife or whatever? go, oh, I met her when I was working undercover. And then I just keep talking about (laughs) something else. It wasn't on the job, but I I just let people's imagination kind of wander with that. But but anyway, um, so um, I was already a shooter. And so when I became a cop, I could take all these cop classes, SWAT schools and all these shooting schools and stuff like that. And uh, so I just kept training and then I did that for years, four years. And then in 96, I got out of doing undercover work and went in patrol. That's when I started teaching carry permits. And that was the beginning of tactical response. Oh, wow. And so I did SWAT, SWAT team leader and all that stuff. And I I police till 2002. And then uh, as far as military, no military, um, quasi Military. I was a security contractor in Iraq, 2004 to 2005, protecting the eight Iraqi election commissioners before, during, and just after the election in Iraq. And that was a really historic uh, thing to be a part of. And I don't know how that's, all that mess is going to turn out over there, but I was glad to be a part of it, uh, that, that first election. And you were police chief at one point, right? Yeah, police chief in Big Sandy. I was a deputy later on. Um, yeah, I was a police chief for about eight minutes, probably. I I, I didn't realize <laughs> that people didn't really want police. <laughs> they just wanted to be seen and not heard. What about uh, contractor work? You still do any of that? Um, nothing Nothing in Iraq. I do get offers um, in Central and South America uh, from time to time, actually, got one this afternoon to go down to uh, a place south of the border and uh, get proof of life on a kidnapped uh, kidnapped American. Oh, wow. Um, so I don't know if I'll be able to do that or not. But, yeah, I still entertain the idea. And can I go with you on your next mission? That's fine with me. You got a passport? You'll need a El Pasporto. El Pasporto, that's easy to get, right? Now you train yeah. contractors too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, that, that's some of our most popular classes, is the, the contractor training classes. And it's funny, about about a third of the guys are current or uh, police or military that are looking to retire and go into contracting. About a third of them are former police and military that are current contractors, but maybe they're home on leave or they're between contracts and want to stay sharp. And about a third of them are civilians that never want to contract, but they see the classes and they look like fun and they've mm-hmm. done it they've done everything else right and so they Just come adrenaline junkies yeah well i mean you know like you, you train and train and train and you know like what's the next high you know what's i don't that? know anybody that would want to do that <laughs> i don't know, any, sitting I don't know any two people that are sitting in this <laughs> room <laughs> <laughs> this <guy. laughs> well it's a date whenever you guys get ready yeah, well, we're coming I think, to the. I think uh, we got it booked already. The, don't we? we got fighting pistol booked. You yeah. got to take that one first. We right? don't. We don't actually set anything on fire or blow anything up in fighting pistol. No, I gotcha. So we tone that down. That's your starting level. That'll be yeah. a good acclamation for us, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you were going to say, "Hey, I want to take one class from you," what should it be? I'm never going to take another class. I'd say fighting pistol. Another question we ask of every guest: music. Music video, movie. Pop culture. Okay. Um, video best, game. Best video ever made, and I will fight anybody that disagrees with me, is Beastie Boys Sabotage. I will, I will, <laughs> it's got guns in it. I will, I will fist fight anybody it right now. It's, it's uh, one of my favorite groups. I love the Beastie Boys. I like, uh, I like rock and rap. Uh, you know, I'm a child of the 80s, and uh, – and, um, 
I mean, everything. Soundgarden and, I mean. I'm a metalhead. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I, I, he- I the heavier the better. No, nah, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't do so much that. I mean, I mean, I listen to some heavy metal. I'm a big, big ACDC fan and stuff like that. But uh, I listen to uh, a lot of pop music. I listen to some rap. I listen to rock. I mean, uh, pretty much anything but country. There's some good country music. <laughs> no, the country music died a horrible death the day that Garth Brooks released his first album. <laughs> it's funny because the best the best country song in 20 years was by uh, Aaron Lewis, <laughs> Country Boy by Aaron Lewis, and he's a rock and roll guy. Oh, yeah, from Stained. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know that one because it's Stained. <laughs> right. So what about, what about movies? Everything. I am a I'm a movie nut. Um, my, my wife and I go to the movies a lot. We we really enjoy that. And uh, and uh, what's what, your what's your favorite go to movie? It has guns in it. It's got be, 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 better than it that. don't have to involve no, guns. No 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 yeah, no 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 no, 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 no. no Listen, <laughs> better than that. My wife and my Christmas movie mm-hmm. is Die Hard. Like there we watch, we yeah. watch it every Christmas. You know, it, it is. But it's think about Christmas how many action, but think about how many action movies happen at Christmas. Die Hard one and two, uh, Lethal Weapon, Heavens at Christmas, yeah. Long Kiss Goodnight. That's a sleeper that a lot of people haven't seen with Gina Davis. Great movie. Oh, yeah. oh I've um, seen that. One. But there's a Samuel lot of Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of lot of lot of Christmas action movies that people don't think about. But Reindeer yeah. Games. Yeah. There's another one. Yeah. Eh, it was all right. But, but we that, we watch those every every year. You know, but. Uh, um, what was the question? <laughs> your favorite, you answered it. Favorite movie with guns. Well, okay, go ahead and give us your favorite one. Oh, uh, man, that's uh, – I don't know. You get um, into the old westerns? Prob- yeah, I like, a, I like a lot of the old westerns. You know, um, probably my favorite movie, period, is Seven Samurai, a uh, Kurosawa movie. And if you haven't seen oh, Seven Samurai, you got to see it. But The Magnificent Seven was the cowboy yeah, based version. Based off of it. And so I, so I, it's my favorite western because Yule Brenner. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's you kind of look like Yule Brenner. <laughs> well, <laughs> I look like every other bald white dude. <laughs> With the tattoos. All right, so i got to ask, because uh, a, a lot of our listeners are into – the Walking Dead. Yeah, you, you get into that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Me and my wife are, are, are addicts, and uh, and uh, we we really enjoy that show. Did you see? The, did you see the season I've seen finale? Them all. I've seen them all. All right, so give me your take on the season finale. Let's, um, let's hear what your take. That's is where on. Uh, Merle is uh, yeah. zombified. Okay. Exactly. Daryl, um, Daryl has to. No, that's the one before it. Wait a minute. Second to last it? one. Yeah, because Merle gets killed. Oh yeah, the, the, attack, the, last the one. attack. was oh, the yeah, last yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. The attack was the last one. That's right. I don't know. I mean. I I thought they were leaving the compound, and so that that surprise attack uh-huh. uh, on the uh, the opposers there. Um, was, weren't you a little let down though in the because I mean they're building up to like this huge battle, you know, right. and, it was, eh. and then right. it's just kind of like, <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the way I felt. Well, since we're on movies, we were going to review Zero Dark Thirty. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah, I did. It was painful. Ah oh, man, I enjoyed it. It was. Painful. I liked. The whole time, because the story came out before the movie, mm-hmm. and you knew the story, it was kind of like, okay, all right, okay, when do they get into the house? When do they get into the house? When I thought it was very house? interesting, you know, everything that led up to it. Mm-hmm. But it was just, because, you know, I'm watching this movie, and I'm thinking, Zero Dark Thirty, I'm thinking this big raid on Osama, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of action throughout the whole movie, you know? Well, so at each turn, I'm like waiting for something to happen, and you know how you get that adrenaline high, and then when you come down off of it, you're just like... Well, was like, it was it was very realistic though, especially, especially when the, the the seals and the chick meet for the first time. And she says, "I didn't even want you guys with your your gear and your Velcro and your." Dip. I like it. I like the chick, man. I mean, she's a little spitfire. And if that was the way the real chick was, oh, I'm sure. then, I mean, she's my, she's like one of my favorite people. But 
I don't know. It was just it wasn't what I was expecting. I, I told folks. I said if you're looking for an action movie, don't go. I right. said it's it's a suspenseful suspenseful movie leading up to the the, the final scenes. But I said if if you're looking for you know some some shoot 'em up, it's not it's not it. Or fast forward yeah. to the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> just do that. Well, and that even that sucked because and I don't know if it was just my TV, but it was so dark I couldn't see anything. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, until they, I was like, why don't they just do the whole thing with the, the night vision? <laughs> right. You know, but no, they just switch back and forth from the night vision. And, and I was like, tell you the one that kind of dropped me where I was like, oh, oh, here it comes. They didn't show Bin Laden. At least they could have got an actor that looked like him. They just kind of showed a beard real quick and then that right. was it. And I'm like, right. really? Yeah. Well, they didn't want the satisfaction of thinking there's. They didn't want to inflame anyone, (laughs) you know. A couple of things about the uh, the raid scenes that were pretty accurate was that you could see the IR lasers crossing Mm -hmm. the guys all the time, and that that happens unfortunately, but it does happen. But the uh, all the failed breaches, like anybody's ever been on a SWAT team or anything like that, Mm -hmm. like you can't get in every door, right? And so that's what I thought was pretty neat about the uh, the show is it it didn't they didn't take the house down in thirty seconds because you can't take a house that big down in thirty seconds right and all the failed breaches and having to move to different breach points that was very realistic you know as far as the portrayal of that that building you know? oh sure i called a buddy of mine that was in the army and he's done socon work and i asked him i was like what do you think of the movie he goes same thing we've said the build-up was like eh, but then the actually takedown of the house right he said it was dead on he said that's exactly what happens it's just like that. But Catherine Bigelow, she's she does a pretty good job with realism. Like she did, she's the one that did Hurt Locker. I love that movie. I actually that trained uh, Jeremy too. Renner for, really for Hurt, Hurt Locker. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Did he come to Tennessee? Did you go? No, I went out. out to, I went out to L.A. and we actually have become friends. L.A. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we've actually become friends. And and um, he actually is a nice guy. We, it, here's a funny story. I was out there a couple months ago, and and just me and him went and rented a range and were shooting pistol, and uh, half a dozen people came up while we were shooting asking to get pictures when people were asking Jeremy Renner to take a picture of me and them. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy was like, awesome. I, I got to say, I loved, I loved him in uh, the Avengers. Well, he, here's he the thing. Awesome. He, he, he was, he was in that, um, demand a plan commercial yeah and so everybody that knew i knew him was like yelling at me rah, rah, rah. you yeah. know tell him this and tell him that of course i'm not going to right, right. Mm-hmm. he's a gun guy okay and i don't know what the story was with that but uh, then my thing blew up and he sent me a text he said oh bro i thought i caused a lot of problems <laughs> <laughs> he stirred the pot I said, I said i hope you got half as much crap as i got you should have told him you said hey i did that for your benefit to take the heat off you brother yeah. <laughs> hey that, that's what you can claim now to say i did it i took it one for you buddy <laughs> what's well, funny the timing when we were out there shooting pistols nbc nightline came out there and interviewed him on the range and interviewed me and stuff but that was right before sandy hook so that part didn't make oh, it wow. through the show oh man wow that would be cool but uh, but he's a shooter don't 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 think he's not. That guy can shoot. I mean, just looking at his fundamentals in Hurt Locker, I mean, he was... You watch some of these military movies sometimes, and you see the actors doing the weirdest stuff, with, well, here, like the, leaning back right. with a rifle like this. Here, here, you saw him in The Born Legacy. Oh, yeah. Legacy. Yeah. I mean, he was awesome in that. He was good in that, um, In Hurt Locker, a friend of mine, a former Navy SEAL named Ben Thomas, uh, is the... Uh, technical advisor he's actually there's one part where there he, there's a medic working on an iraqi and 
Um, yeah. And he's the medic. Okay. But he was just like a stand-in because they needed a guy. Fill but, spot, yeah. but, he, but he was the, the technical advisor. And a lot of the gear you see, like the Cobra belts from SOE Special Operations Equipment. Yeah. Like there's a lot of SOE gear in the movie. So it's 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 just kind of weird. You get a buddy in and then everybody's in. You know? yeah. Awesome. <laughs> hey, awesome. we need some spots. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about tactical response. Well, uh, a little bit more. We've talked a little bit about it. <laughs> right. I started it in 1996, and, and you know, people are like, why did you do it? Why did you start it? And, and uh, I explain it like this. It's kind of like the old um, anti-drug commercial. There's a guy in a suit working at a desk, and he says, I do cocaine so I can work longer hours, so I can make more money, so I can buy more cocaine. <laughs> well, that's, that's why I started training. Basically, I mean, I was a cop. Cops don't get paid much, so my wife got my entire police check. And if I wanted to go shoot a competition or take a class or anything, I had to have a part-time job. Sure. And it became firearms training and it just grew and grew. And, and then I got online on the, this thing called the internet in 1998 <laughs> and that was it. I mean, gotcha. it, 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 it blew up. Now, did you start with the actual trainings or like the actual training class or did you start with a blog or did you start? Oh no, right training there? started, training was first. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, started that in 96 doing carry permits. And then people would say, well, do you, do, do you know anything else? Or do you, mm. oh, yeah, I can teach you some other stuff. And then that, and I started getting calls from people in other towns and States and stuff right. like that. And I wasn't even online. And, and then people started showing up and go, yeah, I heard about you on Glock talk. Oh wow. Or I heard about you on air 15.com. I'm like, what is this internet you speak of? <laughs> and uh, and then, like I said, 98, boom, that was it. And then y'all got a blog, getoffthex.com. Getoffthex.com. We're pretty pretty internet centric kind of a kind of a company. So we've got, I've got. Y'all do YouTube videos? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to do YouTube. I don't know if you, you guys heard, heard of that or not. called YouTube, <laughs> but but I, I have a podcast. I haven't done any podcasts in a while. We've got getoffthex.com. We've got tacticalresponse.com. We've got several Facebook pages for the company. I've got one personal Facebook page for james jaeger and then a tactical response facebook page so we're pretty easy to find and, gotcha. uh, and get and connect with and what are the different classes you have we got a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, i mean just generically good answer, good answer. We, generically we've got handgun stuff we've got shotgun uh carbine stuff when i say carbine like semi-automatic rifle kind of fighting rifle kind of stuff and then we've got bolt gun stuff like sniper and precision rifle and stuff like that so we we cover the firearms gamut what people ask us about all the time is do we do knife classes and i will never do a knife class and anybody that does is really kind of silly and what i mean by this is uh the with the stereotypical knife class where both guys have knives it, it, when that really happens on the street the winner is the guy that bleeds to death last <laughs> now if you want me to show you if a guy pulls out a knife how to run away i'll do that if you want me to show you how to shoot a dude that's got a knife i'll do that <laughs> but we're not doing this knife to knife thing <laughs> gotcha fighting knife like chicken fighting right, <laughs> right. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, I, certainly I'll answer a specific question about a class, but we do everything from individual person to team classes. Like e- even if it's a husband and wife couple, we have a home defense class where they can learn to work as a team all the way up to we've trained special forces A teams or uh, people that take our uh, high-risk civilian contractor series of classes, and that's about as high speed as you can get for a civilian. It's so high speed that military units come and take it because they can't train like that on their ranges. i tell you one of the favorite ones I've seen on uh, some of the videos you've got is, I don't know what the class is called, but it's you're like in a big field, but you've got shoot houses set up. Uh-huh. I think you're using simunition, 
and you've got real world scenarios. Like oh. you're sitting in there, and then a guy comes up, he starts cussing and yelling and screaming, and you've got to do the right thing. Yeah. I'm not sure what that class. That, that is, class is called the fight. The fight, and, okay. And, and, and basically, it's the test. And what I mean by that, like fighting pistol is the is the lesson, and the fight is the test to see if you oh, paid wow. attention. Gotcha. <laughs> and it's a it's a, it's force on force. We use the the paint marking rounds and and guns that only fire paint marking rounds, but it's a real Glock 17. Right. And uh, we put you in scenarios. About a third of the scenarios, you should not shoot anybody, mm-hmm. but sometimes people do. Right. About a third, you should shoot somebody. And sometimes maybe. people don't. Yeah. And a third are about uh, or choose your own ending. Depending right. on how you navigate and how you talk to the role players, you can you can turn it into a gunfight or, oh, wow. or talk them out of a gunfight. I know when I first started watching that video, I was like, oh, this is cool. And it was just kind of like a lighthearted, oh, this is really neat. But the more you watch and you see the scenarios – it's intense. Yeah. I mean, like you start thinking, okay, if I'm in that scenario, I'm going to be freaking it out. Well, the the whole <laughs> like when we open the class, we tell them we're going to put you in a series of legal, moral, and ethical dilemmas. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff like are you going to are you going to protect this third person, third party person that you don't know from what looks like a violent crime? Are you going to protect a family member or a friend in in this this particular, you know, kind of incident? So, we we put folks under a lot of stress and um man you want to talk about an adrenaline rush uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i can it's, imagine it's exciting just watching it was an adrenaline rush yeah yeah you can go to youtube and you can look up the fight tactical response just go ahead and look just go ahead and watch all my videos if, you, you, got, go. if you got a week to go kill. ahead and subscribe <laughs> <laughs> talk a little bit about your your facilities your training facilities um you know how how big are they you know, well what kind let, of- let me say this i hear people talk about they ask me all the time tell me about your facility it doesn't really matter Everybody's think, thinking about these these huge like blackwater type facilities and stuff like that, and you can't take that home with you. And so I'll, here's here's how I tell people about my, my tell me about your range. I got a flat spot with a hill, and we shoot into the hill. It's not really about that. And um, and anybody that is trying to wow you with some huge facility, basically they they got they got flash and you know they got no steak, they right. got sizzle and no steak. And uh, we we sell steak. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's what you take home with you that really matters. And we have about an 85 or 90% return rate with students. So we're doing something right. Yeah, I don't think I've met anyone yet that has taken your training and didn't like it. And listen, I've met a few. Listen, find somebody, find somebody that says they didn't like my class and mm-hmm. ask, them, ask them if I gave them their money back. Because I'll give somebody their money back if they don't like the class. Wow. And I've never had to refund anybody. And you can go to getoffthex.com and read tens of thousands of reviews of the classes. Find somebody that didn't like them. I'm not, I'm not saying – I mean, we trained 4,213 people last year. I think one dude was mad at us. <laughs> And I've heard they're kind of like crack too. Um, Very addictive. Like I said, most people that that take a class from us take other classes from us. And you guys are running out of excuses. I've already invited you to come to a class. We're, we're you're set. You're close. I mean, I just drove up here, so I know we're you set. can drive down there. <laughs> was it like two hours? One hour forty five. Oh, that's not well bad. without weather. Right. Yeah, we're set up for the last week, and it's the last training in May. It's the last be busy, week. man. Yeah, it is. We're going to NRA. You're going to NRA too, right? Yeah, you guys can you guys can ride in the back. We're gonna be spending a lot of time together next month. We've got some big news tonight, and And we got an exclusive. This is an exclusive, and and you've you've held this for us. (laughs) I've literally really appreciated. No joking, no joking. I have put Channel Four and out of Nashville on hold. Uh, CNN, CNBC, and WBBJ out of Jackson on hold to to come here first. Wow! This and talk, and we talk are about this. Awesome. And that's the truth. I really have. We're not this is worthy. awesome. And our lead heads are going to get to hear it first. Yeah. 
So, so what, what so would that news be? Let us know the big news. The uh, General Sessions Court of Benton County saw fit to reinstate my carry permit last week. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what's funny is I'm getting uh, – people are talking about because like Tennessee carry permit's a privilege, and, and people are hammering me on YouTube saying, it's a right, it's a right. No, a Tennessee carry permit is a privilege. Mm-hmm. My Second Amendment is a right. Right. Okay. Article Four of the Tennessee State Constitution is a right, but not a carry permit. And um, and so I just you know I <laughs> it was a privilege. It was taken from me. It affected me uh, about zero. But obviously they saw the error of their ways and what they. Oh did. no no no! The state still doesn't want me to have it, but the judge <laughs> saw saw otherwise. Yeah. Well, the judge let them see the error of their ways. Right. Well, congratulations. I, thanks. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, no hard feelings, State of Tennessee. I think they did what they thought they needed to do. I'm sure. Not, I'm not mad at anybody. Or what they were pressured to do? Well, I mean, Typically. I mean, listen, I know what I said. All they could do to me was take my permit. They couldn't arrest me. I didn't commit a crime. Couldn't take my driver's license. All they could do was take was take that. And, I again. But they actually physically came and took it took it from no, you? No, uh, I just mailed it in. Okay. All, all the feds okay. that I talked with were absolutely professional and very nice to me. They were so nice to me that when I walked out, I thought I was going to get arrested by the FBI HRT team. Because <laughs> they were like, all right, we'll see you later. Okay, take care. You know, And I was just expecting to get you know, bum-rushed when I got outside. <laughs> they, were, they were setting you up. Huh? It's a setup. But, but uh, really, I mean, they, they were absolutely professional, very nice to me. And um, they just wanted to make sure that I wasn't trying to overthrow the government. and yeah, just um, doing their jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and pros. I got nothing bad to say about them. I wasn't aware of this, but I was watching some of your videos the other day, and I noticed that you've got some with the the guys from red jacket Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that experience what was that all about well um you know i uh, i'm friends with a guy that works there and he said hey do you want to come down here and make some youtube videos and shoot some machine guns and i thought hmm yes and so (laughs) and so (laughs) so i drove quickly so i drove down there and so i got a pretty neat series of youtube videos with some pretty pretty neat guns but but what i'll say is this um man what a nice bunch of people i mean just just really, really nice people, and you and you gotta you gotta forget what you see on TV. They're really they're really just genuinely nice folks, and and a lot of people are mad at them because they've ordered stuff and they haven't got it. But they're just a victim of their own success. They've just exploded, sure, yeah. and anybody in their position is going to have the growing pains that they have. But right. um, but they're honest, hardworking folks. That that if you sat down and had lunch with any of them, you'd, you'd get up going, huh, I like those, I like these people. I I always liked their show, but when they started. And I know it's not their fault because I've known a lot of people who have been in reality TV mm-hmm. and they want to throw the drama in there. That's the stuff that's well, like, let me, let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. We need gun shows on TV. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get women watching is to put the drama, drama in. Yeah, you got a good point. And, and you know. And so, romance. Well, yeah, it's got to be in there. It's got to be a soap yeah. opera. Yeah. It's, it's got to be. And, you know, we want guns, all of us, you know, we're on that same team. Mm-hmm. We, we all want guns to be more readily accepted, especially the kind of guns that they make down there that weird machine oh, guns yeah. and all that stuff. We want that stuff to be uh, be accepted. And, I mean, look what they've done for suppressors. Now now people know you can legally own suppressors right. because of Red Jacket. And so, it doesn't make it go pew, pew. And, 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 suppressors, <laughs> and suppressors are being sold now by every company that makes suppressors just like crazy. Yeah. So, I mean. But also something I've noticed is, you know, they've got that uh, <clears throat> internally suppressed AK that they make. Oh man, yeah. I'm did you getting, get to shoot that one? Yes, you shot I did. That one too? And I'm getting one of those. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've noticed that there's been a couple of people that have followed, and you know, they're just making guns suppressed now. Yeah. Instead of a whole separate piece, 
Which makes sense. Do you know why they're doing that? Why they're doing that? Right. Uh, well, one, it defeats the tax stamp. Well, one tax stamp. One. Yeah, instead, so you, instead of two, right, you only exactly. need one. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but that, that's would, the main reason. I would I would think that I mean, why wouldn't you want one suppressed all the time anyway? Right. Well, I mean, people worry about the suppressors wearing out or whatever, but guys that worry about stuff wearing out will never shoot enough to ever worry exactly. anything. Else. Right. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a good point. But yeah, I mean, they're, that, they've been pioneers on on several things. Yeah, that that was the neatest thing that for me personally that I shot down there was the intricately suppressed AK. It was wow. the it was the out of all the stuff I shot and touched. So you and shot an old uh, machine gun, grease gun. The grease gun. Yeah. What what do you think about that? It was, thing? It was awesome. I liked all. All of them. I mean, yeah. I'm a gun guy. I mean, you yeah. know, like, they're like, here, here's a machine gun and free ammo. Or, you know, so what am <laughs> I, kinda, I like the story behind it. Was it Joe that was with you when you were shooting that one? And uh, he was Jacob getting, on the grease was gun. It, was it Jacob? Yeah. About how you know it's got a slower rate of fire. Yeah. But they did that to save ammo. to save ammo. Right. Yeah. I thought that was. Well, it's also more shootable. Yeah. More you know. controllable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, just you know what a neat gun. So what do you think yeah. about Joe? Is he is he the nerd? I mean, he's a, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, Did you get to meet the whole gang? Everybody. Uh, I mean, so uh, certainly all the all the TV folks. But uh, but there's there's a whole lot of people that work at Red Jacket. Oh, there's got to be. That I was going to say, how big see. outfit are they? It's big. It, they 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 are growing like crazy. There's well, a, and they got that academy contract too. Right. So that was huge. Yeah. They 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 just. Like I said, blowing up, but they yeah. got a bunch of employees, and and man, everybody's so nice down there. I, I want to give a shout out to uh, to Rebecca and Vanessa that work there in the office. Two to, to the hardest working women, the two hardest working people at Red Jacket, mm-hmm. and uh, they're just they're they're great ladies. I just want to give them a shout out. Cool. Awesome. Are they ever on the show? Are they on any episodes? We no, ever get uh-huh. to see them? And, and they probably wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> they probably they, they're more like behind the behind scenes, the scenes getting the stuff they, done. You know, get straight. Yeah, getting yeah. stuff done, kind of people. You know. You mean so? It's not. Like on the show where you walk through this little tiny place, and that's the entrance. Well, and, uh, that, that 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 does exist. Does that, is, really? that is, you know. Oh wow, that's that, part that, of it. Yeah, it yeah. Opens up well, it's they got several that. buildings beside beside. Oh, them. Okay. So if you drove down there to where they were, mm-hmm. they have a retail shop where you could buy t-shirts and all that stuff right. and you know, chris works in the back i mean there's people around there but where they actually film and stuff that's just a in the back is guys chugging out materials and you know making suppressors and all that stuff and sure. they got the place up front that's that is literally will's office but it's not open to the public cool. so people don't like in the show just wander in off the street you know like no they like they've had no. a couple episodes where there's just some some no. wackos walked in no. some hillbilly <laughs> looking around at you know, Can you guns, and they're giving them you know the you know what are you doing here kind of look you yeah know, yeah that's staged well i mean i don't know about that in particular but i i, w- I will tell you that you just you're probably not going to just walk into that place oh i'm sure i mean they might I have found that guy so. outside and said hey you come here and <laughs> go through that door and ask him something you yeah know? but uh but uh, anyway, overall, the experience was was very positive. I really enjoyed meeting everybody. They're all really nice folks. How long were you down there? A few days. Three days? About three days. So you got a pretty good amount of video in, too, right? Oh, yeah. Several. About, Did they treat about you to some good uh, down-home <laughs> Cajun food? Uh, they took me out to eat. Joe bought my dinner one night at a very yeah. nice restaurant. Uh, Where'd you go, Joe? <laughs> but um, but uh, food's great down there. You know. One of my favorite videos of yours, and it made me want to kick myself is when you were talking about trucks for prepping and uh-huh. different you know situations you may run into and you showed your it's a dodge right uh-huh a dodge ram and had those little compartments in the back <laughs> and i had just got my f-150 and i saw that i was like crap <laughs> i was like i want those things. <laughs> 
don't know what you're talking about. Tell me what, what is it. <laughs> under the back, under the back, the carpet in the back on the floorboards, there's on each side. There's a compartment that's a pretty big compartment, um, and it comes from the factory that way. He didn't have it made that way. I mean, you could cool storage kind of yeah yeah and i I keep i keep a bottle of scotch a bottle of whiskey a bottle of tequila (laughs) and um and he doesn't even drink and bourbon in there i don't don't drink but i do like to party (laughs) (laughs) so you bring the party with you well you never know well you know i live in a uh, in a almost dry canyon we have beer sales but not liquor sales and stuff like that oh really yeah But uh, I travel all over the country and I always carry a bottle of Jack with me, you know, Tennessee. Right, you know, right. Good yeah. trade material. Well, you know, I, I tra- in Iraq, uh, for a fifth of Jack, uh, one of my teammates traded for a BMP, a tank, and had it delivered. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, you can't drink over there. So the Army guys that drink, oh, man, they got forklifts and all kinds of stuff. They'll- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're a bottle of Jack. We're, we're going to Iraq. That's hey, like, we've got a bunch of listeners in Iraq. When, uh, when I go on vacation. Salam, Habibis. We go to like the Dominican Republic or places like that. Uh-huh. Always go to the dollar store before you know we head out and you just get little dollar trinkets. Mm-hmm. Because you can take those things over there. And just like you're saying, you trade the whiskey for you know right. tanks. I mean, you can trade those things for you know their $100, you know, $300, $400 items because they don't have – you know, die cast cars and toys oh, wow. and stuff like that over there. So you get Cuban cigars, yeah, you right. know, you trade for dollar earrings or something. Like right. That. Yeah. Pretty cool. This week's trivia in the movie face off. What were the dual golden guns that Nicholas Cage used? Little hint. Jaeger's favorite. Jaeger's favorite guns in the whole wide <laughs> Spoiler world. Alert. <laughs> we're going to actually have people go, they were golden Glock 19s. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what they were. EDC check. What you got? Jaeger. Every, every uh, week we do a EDC check. Yeah, yeah. Um, just guns or are we talking about everything? Everything. everything. Um, I got uh, Glock 26 on each ankle. I got a Glock 19 on my right hip. I have a uh, spare mag for the 19 in my front left pocket and a Milt Sparks holster, Surefire, Lumamax in my back pocket. And... You know, uh, so cold, you're cold steel. dual ankle Glocks. Okay, right. I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> and a cold steel pocket knife of some sort. Cool. Yeah, I, I've got my Glock 19. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're rocking today? You got yeah. no, no pocket knife? No, no, no pocket no knife. No survival bracelet? No survival. I've got my uh, A-10 Warthog rounds. There you but, go. You know, spent. I, yeah, spent. Hey. You could still knock somebody over the head with those. Oh, yeah, that'd hurt. Yeah. What about you? What you got? I'll, I'll give you three guesses. First 23? Two, first two don't count. You're 23? No, I've got the 22. Glock 22. 22 on the hip <laughs> with the Crimson Trace. Walther PPS on your ankle. Walther PPS on the ankle. And your knife. And Tool Logic oh God. with Here we go. flashlight, sparkers, Sparker, start fires, and, and, and the, 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 the rape whistle. The rape whistle. I'm not going to blow it. Thank God. <laughs> we actually had a guy in, the, in our Force on Force class blow a rape whistle, lift his mask up, and blow a rape whistle. He's from New York. Like, literally. Like, quit? He quits? Is that like his No, it was, he was told, if you get into an emergency situation, <laughs> he literally, I'm not, he was serious, too. He was saying, No way. Did you, know, you, did you send him back and, dude, no, and kick no, him out no, of the class? No, this, 
Those are the people that need our help the most. That's true. That's true. I'm spoiled. He blew a red whistle. I'm spoiled because he got this intense situation. He's like, what do I do? Do I shoot him? Do I stab him? No, I blow my red whistle. Come save me, Jaeger. You guys, you guys will meet one of my instructors, Jay Gibson, when you come down. And Jay's just real mellow tone, real dry. And uh, and so Jay's like, yeah, we're doing this scenario, and I hear, and I look over, and he says, this dude's blowing. What the hell are you doing? Uh, and, uh, and so when you when, you have an asthma so, attack, so just you got to you got to remember when you meet Jay, you've got to remember to say, tell me about the rape whistle. No, so I'm going to blow you've mine. Bring yours. I'm going to bring yours. I'm just going to pull it out and blow it. <laughs> Wait till you're on the firing line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, the next drill. <laughs> that is awesome. So it's time for facts, facts to, fight to fight the, fight the myths. myths. So, Jaeger, did you come up with one you want to use? I thought uh, Left Hand had one. Oh, we all each oh. do one, yeah. If you want oh. to do one. Yeah, yeah if you, you do. Well, if you it's got, one we've you, already you, done, you that's got, fine. Go you ahead guys, and do you guys go first. Okay. All right, I'm going to the myth that once you use a magazine, it's spent, <laughs> and you can't reuse it again. Throwback to our Jack Wagoneer of the week last week. <clears throat> exactly. Mrs. What was her name? Diane. I mean, she didn't even deserve to be remembered, but I'm going to... Don't say her name. It gives her power. Good point. Okay. I think it's Diane something, but anyway. Yes, in fact, you can reuse a magazine after you shoot the bullets out of it. The magazine is not a bullet. It is a, a device which holds... And, and carries and moves bullets to their intended destination. The magazine's not the ammunition? That, that, the magazine's not the bullet, which is what she said. So, it's disposable. So once you empty your magazine, don't throw it away, or you can send it to me if you want. That's fine. But well, you can reuse it. We did start the Talking Lead Magazine Recycling Center. So all the people in Colorado that believed her, they can send it to Talking Lead. <laughs> www.talkinglead.com And we'll share them with tactical response, too. <laughs> oh, I've got plenty. <laughs> so, all right. Who's next? Um, I'll go. People that think steel-cased ammo is going to hurt their gun. I, I get this I get this all the time. And, and I can explain it to you very simply. Anybody that studies engineering can back me up on this. It, the metal, the steel that the, the casings are made out of is a very soft, malleable steel. And it takes a, a, a steel of equal or more hardness to scratch another steel. I have shot literally bazillions of rounds of steel-cased ammo. My rental guns have shot bazillions of rounds of steel-cased ammo, never worn out a part, never worn out a barrel, never worn out an extractor, never worn out an ejector, never worn out any part. Every, once a year, my rental guns, we take the Glock 17s and 19s, we take them apart, clean them up, put a new recoil spring in, and put them back in service. And they shoot tons of steel ammo. I was one of those that... Uh believed that until you educated me on that. That's right. We had a discussion on that at the rally that day. Yeah, There is one issue with steel-cased ammo in a gas impingement AR-15. The steel cases will get stuck. Uh, You you shoot a bunch and then basically the polymer kind of coats the chamber. You stop shooting, like to go load mags or drink water, and it cools off and it glues that round in there. sticky. Now that round will shoot, but it won't extract. So you got to get a a steel cleaning rod and jam it out okay. um, so if you're gonna and, and here's the thing is people don't believe me because they go out and they plink and just play around and a, a case never gets stuck but in our classes we get the guns really hot and right. most people have never got them that hot before and so 
and they, and they go, oh, and I go, yeah, I say this stuff for a reason. You know, <laughs> if you see it happen about a bazillion times, you can pretty much make a guess. Right. You know? right. That's, <laughs> a, good That's one. a good one. Yeah. Good myth. Well, mine, I'm going to go on a little rant here. I had a little Twitter battle this week. One of the people we follow on Twitter, I think she's like a uh, Fox News a twaddle? reporter. Would that be a, a twaddle? twaddle? Hmm. A, t- a Twitter? Twitter battle? A twaddle? Twaddle. There you go. I had a twaddle. I think we just coined a new term. Got on there, and she said something to Piers Morgan. Uh, and she said something about guns, ammo, something. And he came out and said, I would say you're an idiot. So I got in there, and I said, Piers Morgan, why do you, every time you're, you're back actually in, twitting with... Twitting, the twit? Yeah, I twitted with the twit. <laughs> you, how do you know he, it was didn't, him? he didn't respond back to me. They have it's verified. Oh, okay. local verified. Um, so he didn't tweet back to me, but I got on there and I said, Piers Morgan, why is it that every time you're backed into a corner in these arguments, you resort to calling people idiots, stupid, moronic, you just name call. I was like, it's ridiculous. Give us some facts to back what you got to say or just don't have the argument. So this lady gets on there and she goes into this tirade about banning guns, how it would stop all the violence. And I made a point, and this is kind of going to be my fact to fight the myth. The myth is we don't live in a utopian society. And she has this idea that... If we get rid of all the guns, it will be peace and love all over the place. <laughs> like there was before we had guns. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> With swords and knives right. and cannons. Right. So, trebuchets. So I made the comment. Bone arrows. I told her, I said, look, if you can give me proof, hardcore, emphatic proof, I'll be the first to give up my defensive weapons that we live in a utopian society. That everybody's nice. There's no more bad people. I'll give them all up. Because if you have proof, then there's no need for me to have defensive weapons. But you can't do that. We don't live in a utopian society. It's not going to happen. There's still bad people in this world. There are still people doing bad things. And yes, I'm going to continue to fight for my Second Amendment rights because it's not utopia. Charles Darwin said it best. The strong will survive. Yeah, The strong uh, always... Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. The strong will always prevail. Uh, actually, yeah. the smartest always prevail. Which that can be considered strength, too. Okay. Yeah, smartness yeah. is a strength. Yeah, but yeah. yes, it, it, it's kind of it's one of those things where you know there's a lot of things that are great in theory. Yeah, it, it's a great, awesome thought to think that the, everything is perfect and it's a peaceful world and there's no bad people. But that's not the fact. It's it's not like that. So yes, we need defensive weapons. So that's my fact about the myth. Well, I mean, you know, just to add to that point, you know, I was a cop for a long time, and cops show up just in time to write a report about what violent and terrible thing yeah. just happened before they got there. Yeah, I've got It's not me, me being derogatory towards the police. There, there are bunches and bunches of cops that wish they could be there. They can't. They can't. It's no. just a fact. I've got a buddy of mine that's a, in a certain bureau of investigation, and he said that we are crime historians. We're not crime stoppers. Right. They show up and they do the history of it and they figure out who did it, but they're not. They don't show up in time to stop yep. anything. So we've got some listener feedback. You want to take the first one, left hand. David C. on Facebook writes... Talk about that picture he posts. He's the one with the toilet flush pic. <laughs> you guys are doing a great job. I really like the tactical episode with Sam and Matt, the two Green Berets from Palisade Tactical. After listening to the beauty pageant, I was reminded of how appropriate and often we have Piers Morgans in our lives and thought of this slogan. Now, when he says that, I don't think he's referring to people. I think he's referring to... Certain things you do on a daily basis. Some people it takes a few days, but yeah, yeah. Some people I'm take pretty laxatives regular. to yeah. to help along with their yeah. Pierce Morgan. 
Yeah. That Instead of a BM, it's a PM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He goes on to say that, that being said, I must give this disclaimer. And you got to go to our Facebook page and look at David C.'s uh, posting. Basically, he took a picture of a toilet flushing and said, let's stop the British invasion yeah. one Piers Morgan at a time. <laughs> yeah. No Piers Morgans were actually harmed in the making of this photo, and the Piers Morgan receptacle in the photo remains the property of NBC, Universal, and Universal Studios Hollywood, although the intellectual property of the photo is all mine. LOL. <laughs> can, I, can I say something about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Piers Morgan is English. Okay, uh, a Scot, an Irishman, or a Welshman would would not want to have a beer with him. <laughs> so when you say British, it, it puts I think them all. There in the are same. Englishmen oh, that it do puts not want to have beers with it him. It puts them all in the either. same class. Yeah, because they're and, all British. And yeah. uh, just a, a Scotsman, an Irishman, a Welshman would very quickly tell you that he's an Englishman. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. But you know, that's the thing too is even the English don't want him. They don't want to claim him. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a man the, without a country. I think the thing that so made him come here and try to uh, ruin ours. I think the thing that made me most disgusted with him was when um, Ben Shapiro was on the show and they were debating the Second Amendment. Piers Morgan got mad because he was backed into the corner like he always does. He gets mad, and starts name calling, and he picks up the Constitution and he said, "You come in here waving your little fancy book around." And the guy goes, that's the Constitution of the United States. I know what the Constitution is. And he's like flopping around. I lost it. I yeah. was like, I could, I, you know, I wanted to debate him. But then I'm like, if he would have done that to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah was, is that the one where his whole argument was, you know, tell me why you need an assault yes, rifle. Yes, that's Tell me one. why you need yeah. an assault rifle. And then the guy flat out told him uh, to protect myself against a tyrannical government. Yep. Well, it goes back to a video we're going to be releasing soon uh, once we finish recording the first part of it. Uh, you know, the Second Amendment is not about... Do we tell you he's got ADD? <laughs> Dude, I've got it bad. Oh, my gosh. I'm horrible. So you've, you've got the Second Amendment. People say that it's about hunting. No, it's not about hunting. It's about sports shooting. No, it's about not about sports shooting. It's not even technically about self-defense, except for against a tyrannical government. And it's basically... Yeah, back then they said, you represent the government, and he represents the citizen. If you get a musket, he gets a musket. Okay, you get a shotgun, he gets a shotgun. You get an AR, he gets an AR. That's what it's all about. I mean, it's just it's that simple. It's a level playing field that yeah. no, no one government entity becomes stronger than or not even, well, well, people. Well, here now, I'm going to go a little bit further with it, and uh, some <clears> people <throat> kind of cringe when I say this. The, I think that... The citizens should be allowed everything that an infantryman is allowed, and right. that that up to and including machine guns and hand grenades. Mm. And and this is where some people cringe or whatever. But but whatever the infantryman gets is what Americans should be allowed to have. Yep. And and it does not include nuclear missiles or F sixteens or, or drones or, or drones or surface to air missiles. But it does include machine guns and hand grenades. Sure, I agree. And if as long as they're properly trained, go for it. Listen, I'm I'm a trainer. Yeah. But I don't believe that training should be mandatory for a constitutional right. Really? On on like grenades? Listen, I'm a trainer. I get paid to train people. That that should te- <laughs> that should, <laughs> that should tell you just common sense though. You know, you think they would want to get trained on it. Yeah. Here, here's the thing with a hand grenade: throw it really far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got these idiots. <laughs> of course, that, of course, this goes back to my Darwin analogy. Is, well, yeah. You, know, you got these idiots <laughs> we'll that'll pull it and they'll sit there and hold it until it goes off because. Hey. But then it goes, yeah. you know, yeah. hey. survival of the fittest. <laughs> the Darwin Award. Okay, maybe we can back up on the hand grenades, but. <laughs> <laughs> what about claymores? <laughs> Well, claymores I mean, would be awesome. I hate the nuclear weapon uh, yeah. argument. 
because it's so ridiculous because it's not a defensive weapon. If you if you, if we have a machine gun mm-hmm. and we're properly aiming it, we right. can take out who we need to take out. Right. If you if you set off a nuke, you're going to take out the entire city oh, of Nashville. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. This is the right. dumbest argument that anybody ever used. Well, oh, should nuclear weapons but, be? But listen, the, the right does that too. Yeah, because I'm I'm very libertarian in my views, and you know this might be too controversial for you guys, but I, I think that gays should be allowed to be married. And when the right starts talking about, it, well, the next thing is they're going to be marrying animals. Like well, the right, the right does the same. The right does the same silly stuff the left does. Okay, and yeah. and I'm like, no, animals is different. Animal doesn't have a choice in the matter. Okay, but anyway, so what, what, your point uh, is the extremists, you know, people right. people try to defend the stupid stuff yeah. on both ends of it. So we've got some iTunes reviews, and I've got a little beef with iTunes right now. We are getting more and more downloads every show, exponentially more. We are getting more reviews. We're getting more views on iTunes, and all of a sudden, we've dropped out of the top two hundred outdoor podcast. We were holding our own top ten for months. Maybe everybody's just gotten better than you. Ooh, that could be true. <laughs> or maybe we've gotten worse. I don't know. All our numbers are going up. All the reviews, we're still rated five star. Oh, really? Yeah. So you I don't, keep I don't know what stuff. I don't. I don't watch numbers. It's interesting. I could care less where we're at on the. Charts. I could go in some gun podcast conspiracy theories, but then everybody else in our network is up at the top twenty. So I think Jake, we just need to podcast harder. I think Jake had something to do with it. He was tired of us outperforming him. Well, I think he slid iTunes a bribe. Well, I, I don't like to brag, but I believe this interview is going to put you over the top. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think it will too. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good one. Somehow, I think it will. So we got two new iTunes reviews. Uh, first one says long time. Time listener, just kidding. Hmm. Five stars uh, by Big Dog AM. He says, "Great show. I've heard all the episodes since the beginning, and they have been great. Keep up the great job." Uh, the second one. This has been my favorite iTunes review to date because this guy, when we first started, he gave us some. You know, we asked everybody if you don't like something we're doing, give us some constructive criticism. We're doing it for the fans, so you know, mm-hmm. tell us. And he was one of the ones that ne- gave us. Never do that again. <laughs> It worked. <laughs> Never do it again. So we, we kind of took some of the advice, and he, he's now giving us good ones. It says, Rock My Face Off. Five stars by Lodge 12. You guys rock my face off. Best gun podcast going right now. AR pageant was cool. Can't wait for the 1911 pageant. You know, Jaeger's going to enter in that one, too. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're going to do a Glock pageant. <laughs> I, I own zero 1911s. We're going to do a Glock pageant. Just which one's cleanest? Let me give you guys some advice as far as this criticisms go. If you listen to the people in the sidelines, that's where you're going to wind up sitting. Good point. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's, well, some it's a point that I make to him every advice. time, too, is, you know, we started this show for us. Yeah. You know, and that's that's why I'm in it. I'm in it for me. I mean, yeah, I like to hear what people have to say, but ultimately, you know, I still. Dude, run your game. I, that's right. You know, it's our game, and we're going to run it how we see fit. But, uh, you know. You got I think a lot of we'll people have the same interest that we have, you know, that we have, and that's why you know. Well, that's what we said in the first show. Like, so. if you got good advice, we'll take it. If it's crap advice, we'll say it's crap advice. It still may be good advice, but it may not be for us. We've yeah. taken, we took his. Yeah, you guys need scripts. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Aren't, aren't you on the sideline? <laughs> no scripts. Uh, so that's it. Scripts so for amateurs, you got anything you want to plug, Jaeger? Man, we've got. Uh, uh, there's going to be a you know a whole, a whole lot heavier concentration of force on force classes uh, with the new facility uh, starting uh, next month. But uh, 
but you know, just, uh, you know, there's so many places to train right now, go train somewhere. And, um, and especially if you've had zero classes, your, your level of knowledge and skill is going to increase dramatically going from zero to one class. I don't care who you take it with. There's a bunch of great guys doing a bunch of great stuff right now. This is like the renaissance period of tactical training. I believe history will look back on that, on this era that, that way. But train somewhere. If you want to come train a tactical response, we'd love to have you. But train somewhere. If you haven't taken a training yet. Quit buying guns and put that money towards a training. There's two things that bother me about gun guys. They always got money for another gun, and they always, but they never have money for a safe or a training class, and they bother me. <laughs> or ammo. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they got guns and they don't have ammo for yeah. them. Yeah. Well, that goes back to my ethos is what he's saying is the train, the maintain, the restrain, and the retain. Yep. We did a show on that. Well, I've got a, a YouTube video about the types of gun owners. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are collectors, and you just need to accept that. that yeah. It could be stamps or rocks or anything, and they just right. happens to be guns for them. Your Facebook page is just? Um, James Yeager of Tactical Response. Okay. And YouTube is just James Yeager, right? Yeah, you just type in James Yeager, and you'll get all kinds of stuff. And then the website's <laughs> tacticalresponse.com. That's it. And getoffthex.com. Is our blog. Blog. Yeah. And for us, YouTube, just search Talking Lead, one word, Facebook, Talking Lead, Twitter, at Talking Lead, and our website is www.talkinglead.com. And don't forget to check out everybody else on the Firearms Radio Network. It's firearmsradio.tv. And also, all you know, all of us have the NRA convention coming up, so uh, if any of our lead heads are out there, uh, Tactical Response fans, come out, see us at the show. Yeah, we're going to be doing a meet and greet Saturday night. The location has not been determined yet, but it's going to be Saturday night at 8. If you'd like to be a part of that, just uh, send us an email, talkinglead at gmail.com or uh, Facebook or Twitter. Get it to us. Are you going to come hang out with us that night? Yeah, I I don't know exactly if it's one of the events I'm supposed to go to, but I'll try to get by there regardless. Okay. But one thing I want to say to any of any of my fans that might be at the show, I get emails and calls and messages on Facebook all the time that say, I wish I would have gotten a picture with you. It doesn't bother me for get people to get pictures with me at all. It doesn't, it doesn't hinder my day at all. I'm still kind of, kind of taken aback by that somebody actually wants their picture with me but uh, if you're one of those people that bumps up to me and, and wants a picture please take the time to get the picture you know, if you got a camera i got a face we can make it happen and as always left hand keep your loved ones close and keep your firearms closer